we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Self-Discovery Mediums, right here on Self-Discovery Media. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. I have one guest, Dan Baldwin, another, George Sewell, and they've written a wonderful book about the paranormal. Uh, the book is called Paranormal Pendulum 3. Uh, we're going to be talking about the power of the pendulum today, but where it also led them into this paranormal of past lives, of UFO phenomenon, the spiritual world, and beyond. Uh, Dan says that uh, the UFO abduction from childhood through to the present time, UFA contacts reincarnation in the Higgins family. And uh, we, uh, we're going to talk about George's where he has a show called Haunted, picking up the Lindsay abduction story. Um, it's apparently on Netflix, which is wonderful. Dan has written a phenomenal amount of books. Plus he works with uh, finding people through the pendulum and even past lives and uh, George is, um, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure what you do, George, here. So yeah. we're going to have to find out all about that as we go. Author, researcher. Actor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Actor. <laughs> well, we're, not, we're not really sure what George does. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to unravel it here today. Um, I'm a great believer in the pendulum. Uh, back in 94, I had 152 lifetimes removed from me using uh, someone using a pendulum. Um, dousing pendulums, they've been used for eons and eons. More and more people are stepping into it. I've even seen people using a noodle as a pendulum, <laughs> which was kind of, okay. Um, but there, there is a great deal of power in the in pendulums and they're beautiful things as well. Uh, you can get them in all sorts. I, I wish I had mine with me. I have a beautiful rose quartz one. It's by my bed because I always keep it by my bed. You've got yours there. What's it made out of? Is that jade? Uh, this is, uh, I forget the exact stone. It's a green stone. It's not jade. Okay, so a malachite. It's a green, yeah. yeah green thank Right. So, and the thing is about a pendulum uh, that I definitely know whenever I buy one is I've got to feel it. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's like, how does it feel? That connection, that energy connection that you have with it. And, uh, you know, make sure you have it on your person, um, you know, um, in the, at least the first few days so that connection can be made. But the pendulums can be used for so many things. And Dan, we're going to go to you first because you use the pendulum in finding missing people. Right. So tell us more about that. Yeah, it started... Uh... Yeah, I, 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 in my books, I, I, I describe myself as a psychic on training wheels <laughs> I, because I can't, you know, uh, looking back, I can see there's a, a trend leading all through my life. But I came to it, uh, I was 50 years old before I started you know, using my psychic gift. And it started, I was, I, I used to walk around the neighborhood at night, just kind of, you know, dumping the bad things from the day, just to, you know, mm -hmm. clear out the, clear out the mind, clear out the spirit. And I swear to God, I heard a voice say, find missing children. Mm. There's a bell. And I'm not a clear audience. I don't, I don't hear voices. Uh, the pendulum dowsing is the only skill I have. But I swear I heard it. Mm. And it was one of the things that it, it would not leave. The, the feeling would not leave me. And so after about three months, I, it, 
I, I said, you know, you know I'm, not, I'm not a detective. I'm not a cop. I have no training. But, you know, mama says we're psychics. So let me explore that angle. Yeah. And I started hanging around psychic bookstores, talking to different psychics. And one day I saw a woman with a pendulum and I said, that's it. I can do that. And I've been self-taught ever since then. And, you know, from there, I got into uh, working with uh, different psychics, looking for missing persons. I still do a little little bit of that. But for like 20 years, I was doing, you know, maybe as many as four cases a week. Wow. Oh, it's and, kind of sad to think there's four cases a week of missing children, isn't oh, it? The, the yeah. number of missing people's daily is, is staggering. Yeah. It's staggering. Yeah. And, but, and, you know, that, you know, doing that led into some friends of mine and I who are mediums. And we said, well, why don't we combine my pendulum skills with your mediumship and we will investigate uh, the other side. So we started going to, uh, you know, haunted houses, haunted ranches, haunted mines out here in the southwest. I'm in Arizona. And sure enough, uh, the pendulum in, con in, uh, in conjunction with mediumship is a really powerful set of tools. Yes. George and I proved that in the, in the latest book. So anyway, that led to... Uh, uh, more of my experimentation into uh, making contact with the other side. <clears throat> and I started writing a book on that. Yeah. And uh, that was the first paranormal pendulum book, uh, Dowsing the Deceased. And in working with that, uh, George was uh, instrumental in, in conducting the research on that book. And out of that, I, I discovered I had enough material for a second book, which is the paranormal pendulum too, what the spirits say. And that's everything we learned about, what it's like on the other side. Uh, do you go through a white light? Do you meet mama and daddy on the other side? Uh, are there other dimensions? What about reincarnation? That, that sort of thing. It's a pretty big book. In researching that book, George and I came across, or George came across the Lindsay Higgins story mm -hmm. and got me involved. So we investigated her re the reincarnation angle of her story uh, in, in, in book two. And then George and I wrote uh, the Paranormal Pendulum 3, the Lindsay Higgins story, mm -hmm. which involves the UFO experience, which ties everything together. So uh, one thing is just kind of to the next into each other. organization, but uh, things seems to be continue to fall into my lap. Now they're falling into the, the multiple laps of Dan and George. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just expanding out. Now, uh, George... Um, you've got this uh, movie up on Netflix, The Haunted, and, and this is the Lindsay story. Um, well, let, yeah, let, let, me, let me explain that, Sarah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the way I became acquainted with Lindsay Higgins, okay, she's a woman living in Shreveport, Louisiana, that's the northwest corner, and um, just the, the resident's telephone rang one night, and I usually don't answer because mostly they're junk calls, but I had a thought, well, I better pick this one up. So I answered and said, hello, and is this George Sewell? Uh, yes. Well, this is Lindsay Higgins, and Joe Beth Baggett said, I should talk to you. And I knew this person she was referring to, and okay, and what should we talk about? And so for the next two hours, Lindsay basically described her life and her paranormal experiences beginning around the age of two and a half to three up to the current time. And what, uh, what was happening is a few days before, uh, she was watching a certain podcast and they had information about uh, a production company in Los Angeles that was looking for people with a lifetime experience with some sort of paranormal event. 
And Lindsay has been sitting on her experiences all of her life. There was no other than one or two fairly close friends who would put up with her mentioning it. Uh, it she just reached a point where I, I can't do this anymore. I got to get this yeah. out. I mean, you understand. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so she was using that information as the means of getting out. She was going to write up her experiences, email it to this Los Angeles production company, and then boom, it's out there. So she did that. And 17 hours later, she gets a telephone call from the production company to schedule to schedule a formal Skype interview with the producers and the directors. They had that interview. And by the end of the interview, it was, okay, you're going to be one of these episodes. And then they asked, do you know anybody else in the Shreveport area who either has had similar experiences or knows about, you know, this particular subject? And that's when she called Joe Beth. Joe Beth said, call George. Back in the late 1980s and early 90s, I was the assistant state director for the Mutual UFO Network. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I was getting a lot of contacts with people who were having various experiences up in the north part of Louisiana, as well as the word kind of got out that um, here's a guy you can talk to. He keeps things confidential. He knows a little bit about uh, the topic. So, and Dan was living in Shreveport at that time. So very often both of us would go out and just let these people talk. They weren't really interested in what is happening. You know, what is yes. They want to just want to talk just to yes. get it off the chest and to have some feedback which I was able to do with Lindsay is after our telephone conversation uh, I said, Lindsay, pretty much everything you've described, I've heard from other people. Yeah. And that was a great relief for her. Mm -hmm. uh, and the next month uh, we formally met at, we, on location in um, just outside of uh, Pasadena, California is where this big ranch was where they shot the episode. And that's the first time we met in person and just took a liking to each other. Um, she's just, well, she's a very likable person. And the result was Netflix series called Haunted, mm -hmm. season one and episode five. That's the Lindsay story. And they did a, a good job in conveying some of the confusion and a little bit of the terror that a very young Lindsay was experiencing and the what you'd call the money shot was a very nice recreation of an event that occurred when she was a college sophomore living in Shreveport late one night, uh, finished studying, about ready to go to bed. And all of a sudden, huge lights come in through a window that leads out to a wooded area. So there's no reason for the light to be there. The wall starts to dissolve mm -hmm. and she's seeing this huge craft. And then, boom, the beam comes in, grabs her, lifts her up and is taking her out of the room. She grabs the ceiling fan. This is portrayed in the, in the Netflix mm. episode. And boom, then she's jerked into the craft and off it goes. Um, later, when she's back in the room, she has some foggy memory of clinging to something. She goes up, gets a ladder, goes up, looks at the ceiling fan, and can clearly see the finger marks scraped in the dust. And it became a real event for her at that time. And yeah. subsequently uh, worked with her in the, with the pendulum and... Uh, uh, yes, that was indeed an actual physical event. So that's did she, did she remember anything that. of what happened to her? Because I know that many of them don't. Um, Lindsay's experiences are all memory. Mm. Okay, uh, there's no hypnotic memories, and there's been no other folks explaining. And even her very first experience that she discussed when she was two and a half, three years old, 
that's a memory. It's not something that she's been told or. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean that some people when they're abducted have no recall of what happens to them. So does she recall what happens to her beyond being actually abducted? Well, I can only say that when she describes it, she's remembering it. Now, if there's right. something she don't remember, she can't describe it. Right. Yeah, so. I know, because some people do not get remember the experience of it. Right. They just remember the really the terror of being abducted. And well, that's uh, why Paranormal Pendulum Book 3 is an interesting uh, investigation on that phenomenon, because it, at least what we discovered um there's a lot more to it than what meets the eye. Yeah. Yes. Um, there are different abductees as well. So, I mean, how did she describe her abductee? What did they want from her? Well, what we eventually discovered, and this is using the power the pendulum as well as our, our medium colleagues in communicating directly with the central, for lack of a better word, extraterrestrial, who was associated with Lindsay, um, what we came up with was 6,000 years ago um, in a plane, well, not, the, not the plane where the dearly departed go after they, they mm -hmm. leave Earth, but another plane a little, a little above that where this individual, we call him E.T., said we could call him E.T. or her E.T. or it E.T. Uh, E.T. and Lindsay, Lindsay was asked, do you want to participate in a long-term program that is going to benefit homo sapiens on earth in a couple of specific ways and will also be beneficial to other species. And one reason as we interpreted that she was asked to do that is because she's an earth person. And that means she reincarnates uh, from time to time and perhaps for specific reasons. That was seemed to be a feature that was important for this long-term project. So that's where it began. So it's, it's not a one-off of all right. this all of a sudden, boom, uh, there's Lindsay. No, this is something that's been going on in her life for thousands of years. And Dan will tell you in just a minute about a little um, detective story we had in a, the oldest graveyard in Shreveport where we were led to a particular family that turns out was the last incarnation of Lindsay, her father, and her sister. And how that those same relationships were maintained in a rather swift reincarnation to the present. Mm. So reincarnation does play a, a significant part in the Lindsay Higgins story. Yes. Right. And reincarnation isn't that, you know, the moment you die, the moment you reborn in elsewhere, it's a, there can be a time period gap before they come back in because they, well, they choose the body they want to come back in and the circumstances. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, very, very interesting. I, to I relate totally to, you know, the thousands of years because I came here mm -hmm. for a reason to ignite heart and souls. That was my job. Yeah, I absolutely. remember who I was, what I was. I know I had to give up my body, my world that I knew and come in and do that. And I know that I've done it for a long time and then lost connection with my mm -hmm. spiritual self and had to find myself persecution, torn and corded, you know, all of sure. that. And then had to find myself way back to my spiritual beingness. Um, so it's very, very interesting. You know, people think they have just one life and that's it. Uh, we're not. We're made it. We, ah. we keep coming back for a purpose, right? For, well, for a lesson. Uh, let me pass on this observation uh, where we add a bit of dimension to what you just described. Uh, Dan and I were doing a pendulum session with Lindsay. And at the same time, we were also conversing with her previous 
incarnation spirit. Uh, Sally Murph Woodworth was her last name. So at that moment, we are conversing with Lindsay Higgins in the flesh right now. And we're also with the pendulum speaking with her spirit mm-hmm. as Sally Murph Woodward. And that said, whoa, hello. So this is this is a lot broader than perhaps yeah. uh, yes. some folks would think. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, it, it's uh, I mean, of course, most of the time when um, uh, media gets hold of it, they will turn it into cultish or something terrifying, you know, something to haunt us or the aliens are, are going to eat us or something like that. And it's like if you could just put away the fear and the terror and look at mm-hmm. the what are we to learn from this? Well, are they learning from us? Are we terror. learning from them? You know, yeah, fear and terror sell tickets. All right. That's 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 on that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let me, uh, yeah. Let me throw in here. Uh, yeah. I've been doing this for for more you know, a quarter of a century, and George and I have been uh, doing this for years uh, in this in this specific area, and we have never had what you would consider a, a very negative experience, mm-hmm. not one. I mean, uh, I, and I think that's because when we approach any given yes. topic, and especially uh, reincarnation or UFOs, but especially uh, contact with the spirit world, we go in with a positive attitude. Uh, I often say, uh, if you're going into a haunted house, you're still going into somebody's house mm-hmm. and you should act accordingly. Yes. So when, when we make contact with, with a spirit or ET, whatever, uh, we show the utmost courtesy and respect. Just you know, It's just basic common decency. And I think that's why we get uh, such one such good results and such positive results. But that's obviously, you know, kind of... Um, uh similar to what we call white light around you you yeah, know you, exactly. you, you, and um i when i was young um, my whole spiritual world i mean i've i'm one of these people that played with dead people when i was a child mm-hmm. um i've been a multi-dimensional traveler you know i've had experiences i talk about that i couldn't possibly have had in this life in this lifetime in this uh, earth um so i grew up that way and couldn't understand why other people couldn't see them or couldn't feel them you know because right. my my mom's fair etc etc and she kind of you know, um, I won't say allowed it, but bought into it a little bit, um, but didn't know quite to the extent because you do learn to be quiet uh, because people do look at you rather oddly. Mm-hmm. Um, but at one time I was opening up that veil way too much without protection and I ended up being possessed. And I had five people trying to hold me down as this person is is possessing me. And believe me, they were football players. They didn't believe in a thing like this. And they're literally seeing me mm-hmm. rile on top of the bed. And I know at that time, I was being too investigated without protecting myself. And I was young. I was 19. So, you know, I was not looking after that protection. But when you do kind of have that protection around you, you are protected so that you can do this work, you can open up these veils safely without worrying about it. And, you know, I think people see or hear the stories of possession and think it's all like that. And it isn't. I was foolish. I didn't protect myself enough. I learned, lesson learned. But when you do protect yourself, and that's just really kind of just that white light of protection. Um, and then you can go in and open up those veils and, and see wondrous things without fear. And there isn't the fear on the other side. All right. Yeah, that's a key step in my, uh, you know, several of my pendulum books are basically how-to books, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, pendulum, paranormal pendulum one, uh, how to communicate with the, the deceased. But, you know, the, uh, the protection is an essential step in any, in any process. And it's, and it's a simple step. It's, you know, it, it, there's no uh, woo-woo. Yeah. Involved is just a simple, basic step of, of protection, and the white light is one of the best ways to do it. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and, and I think one of the best protections in addition to that is just a positive attitude. Yes. Good intent. If you go into a house and you hear three knocks and you're expecting a demon, you're going to interpret that as demonic. Right. If you go in like, like George and I go into looking for, is there anybody here? Mm-hmm. You hear three knocks, you go, hey, somebody's here. <laughs> let's, talk, you know, let's chat. Yes. And, you know, a lot of the time, I mean, uh, I remember seeing the movie. Um, oh, it was with Bruce Willis and the young kid. I see oh, dead people. Sense. Yes, six thank sense. you. And six when sense. I saw that, I said, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, is um, I'm, I'm like my mother for a very long time. When people crossed over and they were stuck in transition, I was there to help them on their way, show them the door to where to go. And it was like, am I dead? Yes, you are. Very peaceful, et cetera. And and here you go. Uh, My son has a bit of that, but he got it very young, was a little scared of it. He's now slowly coming in and waking up into his spirit world. Um, But for me, it was just so, so natural. You know, for me, what was unnatural was actually living the human life. Because the other life just seemed to be so much more peaceful, you know. Um, But it, you know, for people to be so scared of it, I think has been brought about by A, the church, and B, you know, movies. You know, you you watch all the movies that turn everything into something evil. But how many of us have had experiences? So many. But they don't know what experience they've had. And immediately because they can't identify it they become scared of it. Mm-hmm. But if only they would, with the white light and protection, open up, what is the message you're wanting me to see it? Sometimes it's a message to pass on. Sometimes it's something that they want you to know for you. Mm-hmm. And it's just be open to that message. It's not going to be sitting down having a cup of coffee with someone opposite you, right? It's going to come to you in bizarre ways, but pay attention to it, right? One of the things, uh, yeah, if you were if you were to listen to, uh, we record every session, uh, yeah, well, because it's going to be in the book, we want it to be accurate, right? But someone uh, unfamiliar with this, if they were to listen to the uh, the, tran- the the transcripts, they would be stunned at how commonplace and how easygoing the conversation yes. with the other side is. Yeah. Once you get over the fact that you're talking to someone who is who is there but not physically there, it yeah. becomes so it, it becomes a normal conversation. Yeah. You know, there's there's no, uh, not, I, I don't want to say there's nothing mystical about it. There's no there's no uh, uh, there's no hoodoo or woo woo about it. It's just you're talking to somebody who just happens to not be there physically. Right, and this is why I couldn't understand as a child. What do you mean no. you couldn't see her? She's mm-hmm. right there. You know, I'm a child. I was a very sickly child, so I spent a great deal of time in bed on my own. And white walls around you. I hate white walls. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is colorful for me now, as you can see. Uh, it, you know, uh, that's where I'm, the dimensional traveling started happening. And, the, and they're just entities. And it's just they just want to come and play. Or they just want to come and, and talk, right? And it says that, who are we to say, this is just a vessel we're in. To have this human experience, we're really spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around. And uh, we have the the extraterrestrials, we have um, the Tao, even higher than that, and we have the, the human angels or the human people that decide to stay around to become guardians or guide us for other people. And I think if we could open up our, our minds to the wonderment of that mm-hmm. and realize that, you know, in our darkest times, if we opened up, we would realize we're not alone. There's always someone there 
in that ether that's there to help you, to guide you, that, that voice that comes out of the dark. Um, and I think that we would probably actually resolve a great deal of our human problems if we could open up in that interaction more. Well, actually, uh, let me let, uh, let, I want to introduce George for a second here. Uh, hold a second, George, one second. You know where I'm going. But uh, one of the things about this book, The uh, Paranormal Pendulum 3, is it involves so many of the different elements that you have, you have just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And especially the, uh, those who are helping out. And one of the things we discovered is that uh, Lindsay and George were brought together. And then I was brought in with Lindsay and George at the behest of someone who was, uh, for lack of a better term, stage managing the operation. And uh, in fact, there's a chapter in the book called The Stage Manager. And uh, take it away, George. Well, <laughs> I, just for a bit of mischief, Dan, uh, you know, the <laughs> character I'm playing in our town tonight is called the stage manager. <laughs> I think I think Kate was having a little fun with that. Of course. But what Dan's referring to is that once we begun the project, uh, we began to realize that there are a lot of other entities or interested parties in what we were doing mm -hmm. and had information for the book. And in one case was actually kind of moving and shifting and doing a little whispering to make sure mm -hmm. we do it this way, that way and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, because the whole process is roughly a two-year period involving about a dozen people who were involved in various sessions and everything just click, click, click. I mean, it just was rhythm. perfect rhythm. order. Yeah. And that was due to a particular spirit uh, that the we- stage manager. <laughs> have we come to know exactly. that yeah, the stage manager uh, turns out that, um, well, let me just give a quick little story here, how I got acquainted with this entity. Uh, during this process, uh, in, during the winter, uh, my usual routine would be to get up around dawn, take a three-mile walk down to a park in Bossier City that's adjacent to the runway at Barksdale Air Force Base. There may be some connection there. But one morning, the baseball field at the park was heavily frosted. It was just glistening in the sunlight. It's just really pretty. So I took a picture with the phone, put it on Facebook as a scene on this morning stroll, and got a lot of comments coming back. George, what a beautiful baseball field, but what's that, what's that blue tennis ball doing? I, said, what? I went back and looked at the picture and somehow I hadn't even seen it, but there it was. I had a picture of a blue orb hovering just above the, uh, the baseball field. I said, Whoa, that's cool. Well, that's gotta be a lens flare or something like that. I mean, yeah, gee whiz. But as I maintained that routine, I just kind of had an idea. Well, let me stop at that same spot, reframe that same photograph and click, take a picture. And there would be an orb in the picture. And that went on for about a good half dozen walks on different days. Roughly all of these around dawn, early, early morning. And finally I reached a point, okay, something's going on here. This is, this is a little more than chance. So I sent all the pictures over to Dan and asked, Dan, take your, take your, your, your wisest pendulum. And what, what is going on here? And he came back with, um, the orb is a spirit. Uh -huh. It's a spirit known to you, but not in this lifetime. Mm. And I go, oh, okay. Well, I really haven't done much background searching what previous Georges have been up to. <laughs> but of course, okay, well, that's kind of specific. So where should I look? And then, bing, have a little thought. 
I need to look for 19th century American actresses. So I was checking around the internet and one actress in particular just kept showing up. And that was Kate Bateman, born in 1841, Baltimore, uh, into a theatrical family, traveled all around the United States, much of her early career, very popular on stage. I uh, know from a newspaper review that she was in New Orleans in December of 1860 at the St. Charles Theater doing Juliet in a production of Romeo and Juliet. Um, she married an Englishman, George Crow, eventually moved back to England. She was a very popular actress on the London stage uh, for many years. And so somewhere during that process, we come, we must have crossed our paths or something. But um, I had a session with one of our mediums, and she's a practicing evidential medium, um, specifically to, okay, this Kate Bateman, and by the way, the blue orb continued to be show, making itself known. I don't see it with the mm -hmm. camera. Um, and we were able to glean a lot of information about Kate and what she's up to with respect to this book. And essentially it was, She's been the little whisper in the ear, yeah. you know, for Lindsay. Okay. Now's the time to come out. Yes. Okay. Uh, Joe Beth, tell her to call George, you know, George. <laughs> hey, make sure Dan knows about this. And it's just amazing. Uh, how A nice little off. matrix going on there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, uh, well, it still continues. Yeah. I had, I had a couple on uh, a couple of weeks ago, Dave and Carla, uh, I've had them on before, but uh, they were talking about um, how they have been together 29 lifetimes. And in looking at the memories of those lifetimes, they've actually been able to go back and actually verify that they knew each other in those lifetimes. And, you know, I've had other people who are, solicitors and then they've you know kind of been opened up to this world and they go well you know I, I don't know if I believe this and they go and do the research and they go oh my god you know there is something to it so um it's this at the present moment isn't just happening to spiritual people it's happening to people whose spirit they want to wake up yes right yes. And so yeah, there's a lot of that going on that. yeah and, and I think for a very good reason, because quite honestly, we need to let that spirit into us, raise our frequency of vibration. That is the healing. That is the love vibration. That is the only way we're going to survive on this planet or save the planet. And I think there's a great deal of intervention uh, from the powers that be um, to, uh, to intervene. Because, you know, we, we're keeping going on a spiral. We, we ascend to a higher vibration, a higher frequency, and then you've got the other side of it that goes backwards. And uh, the, the balance is out. And I really am feeling that they are intervening right now through various people, through various situations on trying to find that equilibrium and balance so that we can maintain this rise to a higher frequency. Yeah, I think that's what we stumbled into with, with the Lindsay Higgins book, because that's exactly what's, what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, when we were before we started, one of the reasons George and I are so strong behind this book is that we want to get her story out there, because there are so many people in her position who, who have had yes. these experiences, but they're scared to come out and talk about it, and they, they need to talk about it. And I, I don't mean in a... Uh, psychological you know you need to go to the doctor type talk right. they need they need to talk to people who can understand what's going on who well that's their purpose want. their purpose yeah. is to get it out so other people exactly. open up and we realize that this is actually not a freaky thing it's a it's actually quite a normal occurrence we can okay. all have it it's right? more normal than yeah, the other beliefs. exactly 
that's it. That's her purpose is to get it out. And, exactly, they, and yeah. you're carrying it on. We're carrying it on here. So it's to let other people know this isn't something awful that's happening to you. This is something enlightening that is happening to you. And it's happening for a reason. What are you meant to do with it? Because it is the lesson or the ignition uh, for other people to ignite their own heart and souls. Right. Yeah. 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 Don't hide from it. Embrace no. it. Mm-hmm. And spread the word. Yeah. You know, yes. Tell these people, yeah, you know, you're not alone. I mean, I've lived a lot of my life where I've had to kind of hide who I am or what I am. And, you know, I, again, I tried living into that human expectation and failed horribly and had, you know, all the time. It's like, just be you, be you. And then it kind of yeah. even lost me for a while where I couldn't even kind of hear my, my, my soul and then came back with a vengeance. And um, this is the reason I do what I do here. I've been doing this 10 years. It is to give that platform for people who have had this experience. And believe me, there are people, conduit writers about Atlantis, you know, people are writing about other people's lifetimes and it's come through them. These are ordinary people who never would have thought to have had these kind of experiences mm-hmm. and they've mm-hmm. opened up to them. And I'm, you know, I'm, I have 10, 18 different genres, so it's all business and everything, but it is based in, igniting your heart and soul in everything that you are and everything that you do, allowing yourself to open up to all the, the wonderful energy that is going to come through you and lead you to your meaningful purpose, whether it is to open other people up to those possibilities or, you know, a different purpose that you have. But this disconnection that we have from the universe and from past lives or from other lives is a, a doctrine that's been passed down for you know thousands of years, a lot from the church. Oh yes. Uh, and you know now we're just saying no. You anybody can channel. Anybody can open those channels. Just open those channels with that white light and good intentions, and allow what to come through you because what comes through you is for you and for everyone else around you. So I'm glad you're doing this because it's really is by sharing her story. I mean, I'm sharing what you guys are doing. You started this at 50, Dan. It woke you up, tap, tap on the shoulder. Hey, this yep. is the direction you're going in. I don't right know how long it's been. <laughs> yeah, well, I call yeah. it the cosmic two by four. Are you yeah, hearing me you now? You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, when, was, when was that for you, George? Oh, I've, I've been interested in the subject all my life. So right. it so, wasn't a specific moment. It's just... Uh, the, the older I get, the more awareness I have. Yeah, more foot to the pedal, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that would be the best description. Now, yeah. I, I am a, a definite skeptic, but I'm very open to the information, mm-hmm. I'm very open to the data. And there was this moment in the research for this book, Paranormal Pendulum 3, where I was just kind of stepping back and going, whoa, wait a minute. We're getting all this information from the pendulum and other people than Dan and myself have held the pendulum, so we kind of cross-check the information. Mm-hmm. Our two mediums often will corroborate something the pendulum has. So we were always looking to validate the information and be comfortable enough with it to put it in the book. And of course, when we're conversing with ET and the mediums are getting their impressions of what ET is truly like, and it's mm-hmm. not nothing that is in the popular culture. Right. I was well. Wait a minute. This is this is almost this is almost too good. I mean, yes. is, is this really going on? Yes. And then that, yeah, well, <laughs> then that yeah took place on December 28, 2020, 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Ocean City, Louisiana. 
Uh, I'm up bright eyed, bushy tail, ready to get the day going, step into the front room, open up the blinds, let the soon to rising sunlight come in, look across the street and hovering above my neighbor's house is about a 20 foot diameter, orangish yellow sphere. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at it. Oh my gosh, this thing, it, it's, it's there. This is nothing fleeting. It's just and I'm examining the, the circumference was not a firm circumference. It was kind of like a painter might feather a painting, you know, kind of had a little flair to it. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit of vibrancy to it. Down below is the street light. It's a light pollution bulb. So it's got a similar yellow, orangish light. Okay, got that. In the distance, there are a few streaks of the pre-dawn light in the sky. So I've got lots of reference points and studying the hell out of this thing. Mm -hmm. And finally reach a point where I need to do something. Now, what would George usually do? Click a camera. Get a camera. Step out on the front porch, look at it directly rather than through the window. But mm -hmm. what did George do? Feed the cats. <laughs> Got some porch kitties. Okay, it's time to go feed the cats, make a cup of coffee, walk back by the window. It's gone. Then click. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not only was this real, but there was a whole lot of information presented. Yeah. And... At that moment, I realized that, okay, I've had a taste of what is called alien apathy. And that's the description when somebody has some sort of encounter, if you mm -hmm. will, but their response is different from what they would be expected to do or, or what they themselves mm -hmm. would expect to do. And that's what a little whiff of, okay, George, this is one way that we're communicating. It's real soft, it's real subtle, and you won't even be aware of it until it's over. And I was meditating on the whole event that evening because this just validated everything in the book. Okay. Yeah, George, this is real. Uh, can we get this any more clear to you? Yes. And the information. What more do you want? <laughs> well, uh, the phrase diplomatic reveal. Was mm. presented, and that summed it up. beautifully. Mm -hmm. It was a diplomatic reveal. So in my mind, okay, yeah, this is this is all genuine. Let's go for it because we got a lot of support. They really want us to continue. It's different for you, Dan. What, um, yeah, what, I, what, I, what, what just hit me was uh, George and I finished the, the, this book here, but I think uh, I think we're being led along a path, and I think uh, I don't know where that's going, but I'm now playing the game of I step out at night, look up into the stars, and I'm going, what's next? Another book, because another story is coming to you. Yeah, there's yeah. another story coming. Uh, George and I are having some interesting uh, UFO and related experiences. I don't know where it's going, but I think we're being, I think another door is opening up. Yeah. And this time, it yeah, it won't be somebody with past lives. It will be an entity. This time will be, okay, you, you, you've proven yourself that yeah, you believe yeah. and you're open uh you've seen the evidence of us uh, you you've had a taste of who we are and now we need to tell you more mm -hmm. so yeah, that you can tell more so i feel that your next book will be the an, a particular entity that is now i am going to reveal more you know one-on-one -on -one with the two of you and um this is your next book this is now the people are now ready to hear this next chapter and it won't be past lives it won't be anybody from this planet whatsoever well we're working on it again we're doing a lot of research and the way we work is we don't predetermine where we're going we just nope. follow it's, it's been predetermined like, for you <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, a, like a csi program we follow the evidence 
Yes. And we're, we're right now we're following uh, two related but very diverse angles of, of the same story. And we'll just see where that turns out. But we're in the research phase now. But I think it's going to be real, real interesting. I'm just, you know. Well, I know that they, they choose certain people uh, to, to be the revealers. Uh, whether it's the conduit writing or whether it is, you know, being able to to speak about it openly, but they choose certain people because they want it to be represented in an honourable way, and not somebody sensationalizing it. Uh -huh. So, That's you know, excellent, excellent point. So yeah. it is. It is having people that you see me. I, I, we've already proven ourselves to you. You know we exist. Now the next lesson is what you need to know, because in getting that information out there becomes that solution that we as humans need for our next evolution. And the, they have it. Um, we're on the brink of it, but we're not quite there. And so that clarity needs to come. And this is what I said about them stepping up and intervening. They're going to choose certain parties mm -hmm. to be that intervention. Yeah, like in the diplomatic reveal, uh, mm -hmm. I, had, I had an impression, well, obviously it was very specific <laughs> to yes. me, directed for me, Yes, and there was a reason. Yep. And back when I was chatting with people in North Louisiana, back in the late 80s and early 90s, uh, very often, they would speak of that this was a very personal experience. Mm. And at the time, um, I really, okay, I'll accept what you're describing. I'm not sure what that means. Well, now I know. Yeah. And it's interesting because, as I said, in this lifetime for me is I was reawoken into my spirit because it had been suppressed for the last 50 lifetimes. There was a vow of poverty. There was persecution, you know, burnt at the stake, you name it, for, you know, being the soul and heart igniter considered a witch. So I went through all of that. And I know that what it did is suppressed my spirit. Um, but in this lifetime, and I think, you know, I was because I became very sick at the age of two and I've had health restrictions all my life and I know why they were given to me. I have a great deal of passion and a great deal of um, exuberance in what I believe in. And I know some of the illness was given to me to dampen that because humanity wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. But it was also to take me into these other realms, these other dimensions of understanding. And it's kind of been revealed to me of, of my origins. Um, I've just written my book and my memoir. And my second book will be on my origins because now they're pouring those origins into me of where I came from, what I was asked to do, what I had to give up, which was my entire existence from where I came from, to come with all my intellect um, into the human realm for a reason. Um, but I maintained who I was on the inside for a very long time until it filtered down over the over the centuries. And it's it's so interesting as this has come up now because now it's opening up so much more. And we have to be open and we have to go through certain things to get to that openness to in order to receive. And one of the things is get out of your head, right? Get out of your head because when your soul and heart speak to you, that soul's wisdom speaks to the heart in truth. It lifts the spirit into action and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And if you don't look at it from an intellectual point of view, but you look at it from a soul, heart, spirit's wisdom point of view, you then understand the intellect of it. Yeah, the, yeah. one of the hard things for me to handle is when I'm, I'm, I'm talking to people about our experiences and you can see the wall go down in yeah. front of their faces like, you know, I, I'm not ready for that. Right. And I want, you know, it's a, you know, the, they're the seed invested, is planted, though. The seed is planted. Invest, they're invested in, in a belief system yeah. that, that's holding them back. Mm 
Yeah. And I try to tell them, you know, you, your belief system is just holding you down. Yeah. There's a incredible you know, universe oh, out there. And There's it's wonderful. incredible knowledge that you could have if you just opened your mind. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, we've got to understand that that doctrine is not only being in this lifetime, it's not only ancestral hereditary, it's past life DNA doctrine, oh, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and so we're, we're peeling back the layers. And my, my daughter um, had, a, well, she was terrified of the night, fierce little thing mm-hmm. in the day. But when it came to the night, she couldn't sleep in the dark. She couldn't even sleep alone. I'd find her by my bed or crawling into bed with me. And I took her to a hypnosis uh, and they hypnotized her. And she was about four or five at the time. I was in the room. I was watching her face going through all these reactions. And we discovered that at least on two lifetimes, she'd been abandoned in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I was able to explain when she came out. Now, you understand that that's not you. You're not being abandoned. It was who you used to be. And she got that. And, and it, after that, it was not I could sleep with the light on then soon in the dark. And that ferociousness, who she was as a child, is <laughs> in all aspects <laughs> of her life now. And it, it, it was for her at that stage. OK, all right. You know, that's not me. So I don't need to take it on. She was an innocent, beautiful soul that was willing to accept that. And I think because I'm a spiritual being, there's a lot that she still does um, accept. But for so many people, that doctrine of you can't believe or you're going to go to hell or the church to this or um, it's evil out there. It's all the evil. And we've bought into that. Um, And at some point, we've got to shut that all out, shut it all down and open up our soul's channel and listen to the wisdom. It will ignite the heart in the truth. The truth doesn't lie. And the spirit will really understand what it needs to do. And then, as I said, the mind will follow. But get out of the head because the head is where all that repetitive fear is. And if you can shut that down, then you can open up. Uh, George and I were joking. We, we have a couple of friends who college educated, university educated, very intelligent people. But we were joking, you know, if a UFO landed in their driveway, and they looked out and they saw the UFO, they would see a Volkswagen. <laughs> you know, just, because of, just because of the belief system. Yes. And, you know, people, they've got to get past that. Yeah. Well, you've got some people that never will. It's not this yeah. lifetime's oh. journey for them. You've got oh. other people that are really, really ready. And, you know, since I've been doing this 10 years, 3,000 shows, I have come across people who, who have been uh, awakened. And, you know, they said never ever in, in my past existence would I have ever been going down this path mm-hmm. except what happened to me was just so profound there was no other path for me to go down yeah, and that's yeah, just same, that soul same, awakening. Same with us. And, and George and I are insistent you know we're not missionaries here's the information we have gathered yeah. read it study it check it out we'll help you check it out if you're a skeptic you're awakeners, that's all. Yeah. You mm-hmm. Open your eyes, open yeah. your heart. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different mediums. For you, you found it through, you know, the pendulum. And the pendulum is absolutely wonderful. And there's many other type of mediums that you can use that it, you become a connector with, right? And it's like when you do connect with something, um, that is part of your energy source. That's part of opening up your channel in order to receive. Some people yeah. may find it in meditation or walks in nature or, you know, whatever, whatever connects you, aligns you, all right? It's just don't deny it. Don't talk yourself out of it. 
you had a weird experience, you can't explain it. Well, don't try and talk yourself out of it because you can't explain it. There are many people out there like you guys who can help them understand what it is and allow them to open up and receive it without the fear. Yeah, like George was a beacon for Lindsay. And now uh, through his efforts and then and, and bringing me in, Lindsay's now a beacon for other people. Right. And that's the point. Yeah. And that's the point. And this is why I feel your next book is is more of the, the entities who's saying, I know you believe in us. I know you you <laughs> know who we are. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, and as I've, I've been saying for quite a long time, they're going to intervene now. They're going to be revealed um, and revealed in such a way that people can't deny it and uh, and that's only for the people that have stepped up to a certain frequency the people that are still below that frequency don't even bother trying until they've come up to a certain hertz they can't receive mm -hmm. um, and and that's our human journey a human journey is willing to take this journey in open wonderment and exploration of how much more we are and if we're still living in hate, anger, and discord, we can't receive that. So, you know, it's up to us on our choices in life, our perceptions in life, and are we willing to grow? But for those that are willing to grow and that vibration opens up, they need people like you because they need to understand what is around them, what's happening to them. Mm -hmm. and uh, But also that connection of where they're next meant to go. You could just simply that stepping stone onto somebody doing something else, but just be willing to receive, right? That's the important thing. Well, that, that's <laughs> the key word, willing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And with this book, Paranormal Pendulum 3, those who will benefit from it, they're going to find it in one yes. way or another. Yes. Okay. So we're not having to push it on folks or you read this or something. No, yeah. those who are ready for it will in their own fashion, they're going yes. to come to it. They're going to find yeah. it. And, and each one is going to awaken in a different way. The aha moment, the connection, you know, ah, yeah. oh, that explains that. And once you've shifted that perception, you know, you've pivoted people into looking at the possibilities, you know, then there is no going back for them, right? Once you get onto this, it's just like you want to know more. You want to know more. You want to understand more. And you realize of how little you know and how much more you want to know. So I think it's, I mean, I'm very excited to see all of these worlds, you know, open up and, uh, and be revealed because for so long we've isolated ourselves from that wisdom, uh, from that uh, divine knowledge that's there to show us and teach us and, and enlighten us. And uh, the more and more we open up to it and the more and more it is, it is being revealed, the more and more we're actually going to be better human beings because I think we're behind on our evolution growth, not technology, but on our, you know, on our societal perception and the way we treat each other, we are behind and we need help to get to that next level. So this type of thing helps a great deal yeah, for people who've had the experience or just simply what is the message? What do they want us to know? Well, we will let you know as soon as we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is kind of quite simple and quite corny. Um, it is be kind to one another. It is love because that loving vibration, when you love yourself and love life and others around you, you can't knowingly do any harm to anyone for that will harm you. And that is that frequency. And it's very corny. It's very simple. 
it's extremely achievable. But it does mean a great deal of allowing experiences to happen and letting go of preconceived ideas. Well, I can tell you from personal experience, and George can attest to this because he saw it, but once you've experienced uh, the power of real love coming from another entity, and I don't know what the entity, how you would describe it, once you have felt that, it is undeniable. It's, I often travel up into the universe, and it's like you are everything and nothing. You are uh, weightless. You are in peace. You are just, it is supreme. That There really haven't been words to describe it. It is, and it is transcending. Yeah, you're not in love. You're in love. Yes, you are. You are love. You are love and you're surrounded by love. And I think this is what people, people are always looking for validation and love and everything externally. It is everything is in you internally. And when you embrace that love within you, that love of who you are, why you are, your possibilities, the gifts, the, everything that you've been given, uh, you see things through a different lens. You see all the beauty around you, all the possibilities around you, and you open up that whole sphere. And uh, that love will always guide you right. But it's, it's not always easy for people because they're still living that outside in life mm-hmm. of expectation, validation, approval. You don't need anybody else's approval, but your inner souls. <laughs> That's the <laughs> one that will give you the approval, right? So um, the, the, the Haunted on Netflix is, uh, this is season one, episode five? That's correct. Okay. And they can find it on, how many um, seasons do they have? I think they went three seasons. I don't know if they had a four. Okay. I will definitely go into that and see if there's any way I could share that information. And uh, the book is out now. Um, where can people find the book? Uh, the book is everywhere. It's wherever you wherever you buy your books, normally you can get it. It's an ebook. It's in paperback. It's in it's in hardback. So uh, if if your bookstore doesn't have it, they can order it. You, you know, Amazon, Kindle, Barnes and Noble, you name it, it's out there. So this book is about Lindsay's story, but your other books is actually in how to use the pendulum and the experiences the pendulum can give you. Uh, yeah, the first in the series, the pendulum one, is uh, how to how to use the pendulum technique to communicate with the deceased. It's a it's a very simple, short how-to book. Right. Two, what the the practical paranormal pendulum, what the spirits say, is all the stuff George and I learned about what it's like making the transition, what it's like on the other side. You know, reincarnation, pets. Uh, Traveling mm-hmm. the Light, Other Dimensions, Reincarnation. It's a very thick book about a lot of different subjects. And then the, the Lindsay, Hensley, Lindsay Higgins book, Paranormal Pendulum 3, is about her story. About right. the, the and it doesn't stuff. matter which order people go in, though it kind of sounds that maybe even the second one might be a good one to start off with. Well, in, in turn, if you just have a general interest in what mm-hmm. it's like on the other side or what happens, book two would be the one to go. If you want to learn how to, to do the pendulum, Go, go to one of the, uh, the first books, the how-to books. Right. And then yeah, the, in terms the, of the general knowledge, book two would probably be the most popular, just mm-hmm. people want to know what it's like. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that are awakening that are confused. I don't know what I've seen. I don't know what I felt. I don't want yeah. to tell anyone. I, you know, I joke in my book, you know, that um, I didn't tell things in the, you know, because this is the 50s and the 60s because you were scared of the white coats. You know, because they used to put you away for things like that back then. And and so it was something you kept to yourself. The, but rather like a moth to flame, people would come to me left, right and center for yeah. advice as a young child. 
And I, I call it the knowingness because I was able to give people the information they needed at that time way beyond my intellect. And people say, what did you say? I don't know. How did you know that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was literally just what I said is what you needed to hear. What you do with it is up to you. And so people would come to me all the time and get that information and then back off from me being terrified of me because <laughs> they thought I had some sort of superpower. Uh-huh. No, I was just simply a channeler. That's it. Right. Just that information you needed to know. Um, so, but nowadays, I think we're more in flux in life where we know there has to be more. We're so tired of the hate the wars, the, you know, the, the fear of everything around there and people's anxiety and depression levels are higher than ever before. And people are looking for something. There's got to be something more meaningful. There's got to be something, a reason why we're here. And there's got to be more knowledge out there and people are getting hungry for it and know something is happening and they want to open up to it. So thank you for writing the books and, you know, on all of the, the aspects that you've written it, because it is that wonderful introduction to people. Don't be scared. You're not alone. <laughs> this is happening to many people. Your experience may be different and happening in a different way, but it, do not deny the experience because it's there for a reason. Okay. Ask it why. Ask it why. What am I meant to know from this? Then get out of the way and allow them to show you, right? No demanding, show it to me in this way. No, get out of the way and allow. Pay attention, because it's always in the small signs that, that comes along. So all of the books can be got on Amazon. Now, you both have uh, different sites, so can you tell us each one of your sites uh, so how people can get hold of you individually and you know maybe what else that you're offering? Well, I'm, I've got a very simple site, just www.george.e, add that middle initial E, S-E-W-E-L-L.com. And the name of the site is Habits, Patterns, and Thoughts That Go Bump in the Night, which is also my signature book. Right. Wonderful. And that can also be found on Netflix and on your site and everything? Beg your pardon? That can also be found on your site? Your things that go bump in the night. Oh yes, yes. yes. <laughs> right. so I, I, I heard the word Netflix, and I'm that, <laughs> beyond that. No Netflix on my site. No, no, it can be found on your site. Yeah. Okay, and uh, and yeah. for you, Dan. Yeah, uh, my sites are www.fournightspress.com. That's F-O-U-R-K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Little little touch of King Arthur there. Yes. And uh, www.danbaldwin.com. And those are my basic sites and my email address and my phone number. They're, they're on those sites if they want to get in, in contact. Yeah, with same. And I've got books on, you know, the, the Paranormal Pendulum series. I've got the Practical Pendulum. It's a how-to book. I've got a couple of books on uh, psychic detecting. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, on the side, I do uh, a lot of novels. So <laughs> you can check those out, too. And, uh, and George, you've, you've got the habits and patterns and thoughts that go bump in the night or turning at the point to know a candle and me. Uh, the Krishmir, and then um, uh, and then uh, frequently asked questions about alcohol drug abuse. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Dan and I co-authored that one some years ago. Right. Another big, huge topic. Um, you know, I do think a lot of people do turn to drugs because they don't feel they belong. They don't connect. Right. And uh, you know, and if they, if they can spiritually connect, then they will understand they're not alone. It's a form of escapism, or sometimes a form of discovery. Um, so it just it's just a question of which one and what we feed and 
everything's about choice, isn't it? We can choose yeah. to believe, yes. or we can choose to be open, or we can choose to shut down and go, na, 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 none of it's real. <laughs> and, but, you know, if you have been chosen, you may deny it as much as you like, because at some point the cosmic two by four is going to come whacking you on the head and say, do you believe now? So you may as well go with the flow and open up and be investigative and not wait for the cosmic two by four. So thank you both for being here today. And and for following the path, because uh, it's not an easy path to do. There are a lot of people that do ridicule you and, you know, pass judgment and everything else. I know, but, but when you're compelled to do it, that's it. You have to do it. You have to follow this path. There is no other option. So I'm glad that, uh, you know, that you, you're walking the path uh, without a care in the world. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Until next time, folks, please be open and be aware. These books can help you maybe discover something of how to use something, how to listen, how to pay attention, things that do happen normally to people where you're not alone. Just remember, you aren't alone. There are people around there to help you. Please experience the experience, white light yourself and allow. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up just a moment. <laughs>